Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the new obelisks in the game. I have more thoughts as well on the weekly bounties and things that Bungie's adding. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. If you're on YouTube, hit and like, subscribe, and the bell button helps me out as well. So they added two new obelisks. I'm standing at one of them now. This is the one on Nessus. They also added the EDZ one. There are now four total. I believe eventually from data mines, there will be an obelisk in the tower. We'll probably have to do a video about that at that time because it seems like these weapon frames here, the time loss weapon bounties, are going to all be available on the tower obelisk in some way. We're not really sure how that works. We also know the tower obelisk is going to have the perfect paradox shotgun as a weapon bounty as well as the the sniper from the season pass and then the rocket launcher there's a sniper and a, and a rocket launcher from the season pass they'll also be on there as well so first i want to talk about the differences between the two at edz and ss i am going to give you some advice on which ones to upgrade first because if you're running sundial if you're trying to do certain things those are going to be uh elements of that your decision making because you can't see what this turns into so um you know it it says requires rank 11 but once you get this uh this is permanently increases the progression rate of time lost frames Apparently, some of these, you know, aren't showing up right is what somebody in chat was telling me. Uh, So then I want to talk about the weekly bounties. I think these weekly bounties in particular um, aren't going to be the best examples of the ones that are frustrating. There are some of them that I do think need looked at. Uh, Bounties in general aren't in a great place in Destiny because they end up driving you away from other players. I'm going to talk about that. Lastly, we're going to talk about the grind. How does this land in the overall grind for this season? What exactly are you going to be doing for the next couple of months? and how do obelisks play a part I do believe they segmented this well uh, and I think that's playing into the trickle of the content some people don't like the trickle of content mostly with respect to the dawning and Saint 14 not being in the tower so EDZ and Nessus so Nessus has the uh, it has the new scout patron of lost causes and it has the traveler's judgment and then the purple one you can get is the jack queen king that's a repeat uh, weapon from last time and then the EDZ has the uh, the last perdition is the purple one for everybody. And then it also has another, uh, the, it has the repeat, it has the, the pulse rifle, uh, the par- pariah. And then the, the actual Saint-14 weapon that the EDZ has is uh, is the, oh, I'm blanking on it now. Somebody's going to have to put that one in chat, I forget. In any case, those are your weapon frames. Some of them are uh, repeats from Curse of Osiris forges. The, the Some of them are coming back. And then others are the new ones with like the Saint-14 stuff on them. So up to now, it's only been Saint-14 weapons and then the purple ones are repeats. Now there are some repeats from Curse of Osiris forge uh, weapons some people may not like that they may take issue with that and criticize that and say that it's uh you know it's it's a reskin but i actually i don't mind because they have random rolls and they're cool looking weapons uh and they're enjoyable uh to use so i love seeing some of the old guns return that's never bothered me some people might be upset that like well there's two teal weapons here and one of them's the traveler's judgment like they might not like that uh it doesn't really bother me the way that they've set this up I'm totally fine with it. Um, I don't. I don't generally get that upset about that type of stuff. You guys know I'm all about repurposing and reusing stuff that's two years old at this point. Uh, oh, the EDZ Saint weapon is the fusion. It, it has the it has the fusion, uh, the fusion, and then it has the Pariah's Pulse. 
Uh, and then the last perdition is the purple. That's what it was. I blanked on that. Sorry. Uh, now, I want to talk about weekly bounties. I want to talk about the weekly bounties. Because you're, you're going to very quickly realize that leveling these up isn't super quick, okay? Every level takes 200 of the polarized fractaline, and you're getting polarized fractaline. Primarily, your biggest jumps are going to be 100 for each of these bounties, and since there's now four obelisks, you can do that on three characters. There's also the the weekly reward that you get for running the sundial on each character three times there's also your triumphs once you start slowing down on the triumphs it slows down a little bit i have the tangled shore and mars both all the way to 11 and then today i did all of the weeklies and was able to get this one to resonance rank four you're really just trying to get them to rank 11 to get that last upgrade on them and the weekly bounties are a big injection because you can grab them all I grabbed all eight. There's a couple you can work on at the same time. Like this week in particular, there's one where you have to get precision kills on Cabal with a bow. And then there's also just kill Cabal. Then there's one that's like get rapid fire kills with the scout. And then there's also kill Hive. That's great on the Mars uh, law sector that people like to use. The one that's like kill score anywhere. That one's great to do this week uh, in the Dreaming City uh the blind well now here's the thing my issue with these bounties is not that i want to be able to level up my obelisks at a breakneck speed and it needs to be really really quickly so when you hear me criticizing these bounties don't hear the spirit of this as oh lona just wants to do it really quickly that's not it at all my issue is the experience this could i could end up with the same amount of fractaline the polarized fractaline at the end of the week but if you did it with different bounties or different types of bounties or required different things on the bounties it would be more enjoyable it took me roughly two hours to do all eight weeklies and we were going into areas and doing it in a way where you're going to do it the fastest way possible and i know people are going to be like why would you do that well I don't really feel like slow walking a hundred some odd kills on a specific enemy type in a specific way. I don't feel like slow walking that and having that slowly happen. If it was if, if it was 50 kills, maybe I would just run the sundial. I'd be like, oh, we can run the sundial while I'm doing the sundial. I can get 50 cabal kills or whatever. I don't I don't need to to blitz a lost sector or something like that. The other thing bounties like this do that I've been kind of complaining about since Shadowkeep is it drives you away from other players. If there's someone in the area, they're stealing your kills. If you're trying to get the captains, that's the one that's frustrating people right now. You got to get so many captains. Well, there's a handful of really great, great places to do this. And one of the places that we like to do is turn the Walker public event heroic and then leave the second Walker alive. And then the captains keep falling out of the drop ships and you can get it really, really easily. Well, as you saw this morning, if you were watching my stream, I got pretty irritated. All it takes is one random player to ruin that. I had a solo event. I was really pumped. I was like, oh, I got a Walker event all by myself. I was getting ready to cash the last bomb, deposit the last ball to turn it heroic, and some random player came in and nuked the Walker and just completed the event. So. I think the spirit and the experience of the bounties is the problem. I'm not taking issue with the speed. If I would have spent two hours this morning working on eight weeklies, 
I wouldn't have cared that it took two hours if during that experience I was playing with people from the stream, just running the sundial, just running strikes, just doing certain things. The reality is you're not going to get eight weeklies done in two hours if you try and do it that way. People are like, oh, just play the game and ignore it, Lono. It's going to take you a lifetime, and people have been defending them saying, but they're weeklies, but they're weeklies. I think they could have probably gotten away with dailies, do four dailies, 50 apiece, and have it take roughly the same amount of time. Because you'd have to do four dailies from each planet. The dailies could be completed on that planet so you couldn't stack them all up and do them in one lost sector. You'd grab four, try to get them done. If it took roughly 30 minutes to have them be dailies, you would do 30 minutes on each planet. That would still be roughly two hours. Or you could do one weekly, couple of dailies, whatever. My issue with it is this. I like daily ritual, we all do, and most of the hardcore players that are really going to set their sights on leveling up the obelisks are going to be going on a daily ritual grind, and that's why we're getting kind of like, oh, this is kind of dumb, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do that. So, if I was Bungie, I would do two things to bounties across the board. Number one, stop making it to where bounties drive you away from playing with other players. They did that in Shadowkeep. You had to get really, really specific nightmare hunt kills, and it was irritating to have other people in the game with you. That's not how bounties should work. Bounties should not make you want to play by yourself. I think that's dumb. Uh, The second thing they should do, bounties should not be arduous and play flow disrupting. You shouldn't be going into Leviathan to get a bunch of crit kills with bows on Cabal. You gotta dial back some of the requirements. If you wanna kill a bunch of Cabal, fine, but I shouldn't have to use a bow and get, you know, crit kills. So many bow crit kills would have been better because I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to turn people onto the fact that like bows are pretty nice. Bows can use unstoppable. I've been using a bow with unstoppable in the sundial. So in general, I love what the obelisks bring, but I think bounty design and the weekly bounty design is leading to an unappealing experience. This isn't about speed. It's about the experience the player has. If I put in the same amount of time, get the same amount of fractaline, that's fine with me as long as I'm having a, a, a good time and I'm just kind of playing the content as as we go that leads to my last su- se- uh, section here the grind overall i think this is a great seasonal grind i think they've done an excellent job with staggering the content staggering the bosses staggering the obelisks i like that i know people don't like that saint 14's not in the tower they can't give him the cookies for the dawning event or whatever and that's irritating people and they're like i hate trickle i hate time gate I think we get way more from Timegate and way more from Trickle as compared to old seasonal, not even seasonal, but old DLC style content. I believe that the grind and the hobbyist style play is in a much better place. And that's why I think if you're going to be adding seasonal content and obelisks and grind and leveling that's meant for hobbyist players, it should be a little bit more structured for that daily hobbyist player as opposed to being a really painful weekly. I don't think the weeklies scale down well at all. If you're a more casual player, they're going to to feel terrible and feel like they take a lifetime if you're a hardcore player you're just going to find those cheesy lost sectors or or leviathan sections you can go to to get them done as quickly as possible i don't think they're landing in a good way for both the casual and the hardcore player for the hobbyist that's logging in weekly or daily i don't think they're doing a very good job the way that they're designed we're still curious about a couple of things grinding frames versus grinding the sundial what's the tower obelisk going to do and i think that the way they've structured these obelisks with a seasonal rank and benefits and frames this should be informing 
all of the NPCs. If if Shax and Zavala looked like this every season, that would be a really, really good quality of life update for the game. Every season you could focus on an NPC, leveling them, getting perks, getting rewards. They have bounties and they have weapon frames. I think it'd be a good upgrade for the game. As always, we're going to go to question and answer next. If you're here live, be sure to click follow and turn on notifications. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about the two new obelisks. The obelisks in general and the weekly bounties and all of that. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. I'm probably live right now. You can come in and be a part of these conversations. I don't know if I cropped the questions. I didn't, but it's close enough. We're going to jump right into the questions. Double V33. Do you think these obelisk bounties will hurt the player experience for casual? players the time it takes to complete uh, leaves little room to do much else with the time that casuals can play I wish I would sometimes do my interlude and my rants before doing the video because I left out some things that I think are really important to the point that I was trying to make about the weekly bounties the big point that we made was it just really drives you to play by yourself And even if you do the absolute most efficient grind, which this morning you could probably say I did a pretty good job of maximizing efficiency on all eight weekly bounties on one character, and it took me two hours. I think that scales down to the casual player in a terrible way. For the hardcore player, I spent my entire morning by myself. For the casual player, you're likely going to spend your entire play session on Friday and maybe some of Saturday taking one character through all the weeklies and you're by yourself so it motivates you to play by yourself and it doesn't scale down well for casuals it's like that's all I'm doing every week now somebody might say that's actually a really good trickle though Lono they're working on that for a month and as long as they're chiseling away at those weeklies and leveling up those obelisks that's a really long drawn out grind my concern would be by the time they do that if they really do want to level up their obelisks them being able to enjoy the fruits of their labor is going to be so late in the season it's going to take them a month and a half to two months at that pace to get their obelisks all the way leveled up somebody may push back and say well but that's fine lono because only the really hardcore players are going to be concerned with maximizing all four obelisks and going crazy on the weapon grind I don't know if I agree with that. I, I developed the phrase the other day, casual passionates. People who are really passionate about the game, but they play a casual amount of time because of their life. They play an hour or two a night, but they love the game and they're passionate. They love the weapons. They love the grind. You don't want the experience of these weeklies to be one where everyone's playing by themselves and kind of annoyed by them. I don't think that's good for the content. I think Bungie's done a great job with the sundial, the obelisks, the structure logistically of this season of getting a better grind, leveling up your grind, improving your grind. As as the season goes on, they've done an excellent job. It's the, it's the it's the it's the road to get there that I think is problematic. It's like during the season while we're getting there, while we're really engaging with this drawn out grind, I told people it's not even about the time. If you spent two hours on a Friday night doing all eight of your weekly bounties with your buddies, that is probably more winsome, more memorable, and more likely to bring you back the next night or the next season. There's there's a long game here that they may be losing. 
And the long game that Bungie may be losing is if you continue to drive people to play by themselves, it's easier for them to put the game down. Yeah, cash in it. <laughs> a cash in it. They're casual and they're passionate. It's easier to put the game down if you're never really playing with anybody. You don't feel any attachment. You don't feel tethered to anything. And I feel they could be losing the long game here. And what they should come out and say is, listen, we understand that starting in Shadowkeep, there really became this large presence of bounties in the game. And a lot of these bounties are designed in such a way that they really drive players apart. You're going into Lost Sectors, you're going into Castellum, you're not wanting to play with teammates. And we're going to try and fix that. I should feel an incentive to play with other people. If you still want to play solo, that's fine. But if I'm playing with other people, my progress should maybe be a little bit faster or about the same. Or You know what I'm saying? But, but then... I'm not having to stiff arm my entire friends list. Like, no, 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 I'm working on weeklies. Just leave me alone. I got to get these done. That's my biggest concern is that is that bounties are driving people apart. They're really, really specific. And then ultimately you're going to end your season with people that were siloed off the entire time. And it doesn't line up with, and this could be another sort of double-sided blade where it's great that the sundial has matchmaking but if you're spending your entire week play you know play sessions siphoned off by yourself siloed off you're always by yourself you can just matchmake into the sundial instead of playing with your friends slowly but surely you're you're drifting away from that idea of destiny's better together and so this is just one of my concerns. I did this during Forsaken, and everybody thought I was making a mountain out of a molehill. I was talking about leveling. I was talking about infusion. I was like, this will have negative long-term effects. I believe these weekly bounties could do something similar. They are the engine. They are the engine behind the obelisks. The obelisks are the engine behind the sundial. It's all connected. It all starts with these weeklies. And if everybody's booting up and feeling like, oh, forget that. How'd you get your obelisk so high? Oh, I was doing all my weeklies. Man, it was a bit of a slog. Oh, are you kidding me? How many captains? How many sniper kills? How many cabal do I have to kill with the precision bow? What? Like, bring people together so when they end their two-hour play session, they it did take them that amount of time to beat their weeklies, but the experience was better. It's not about the time. I don't want to be able to blitz my obelisk in two days. I would rather it be an enjoyable grind. And I'll give you one example from today that was really fun. Scorn are the... They're the race right now in the blind well. Okay? I went in the blind well for the 300 Scorn bounty. And you know what was great about it? There were tons of people in there. Tons of people around me. And we were just engaging with the blind well in an organic way. We were just engaging with the blind well as it's designed. And do you want to know what was happening? My Scorn kills were just going up. Nobody could steal kills from me because they were shared. We were all together. We were all getting kills. We were engaging with the blind well. That's what needs to be happening bringing people together and saying okay uh the weeklies on the edz are going to have you doing um public events and lost sectors and patrols oh those are all things i can do with my buddies faster than by myself let's all team up and go and if you do you know heroic public events it maybe it goes a little bit faster so then you're obviously working together to turn things heroic because it's kind of hard to turn things heroic by yourself because blueberry one random player can ruin it it happened to me this morning that's what bungie should be doing 
how can we funnel people together and they also have to straddle the line you don't want to feel like solo players get left out in the cold well I kind of play by myself or my schedule kind of changed and I like to play but my buddies aren't online when I play Am I, is it going to take me way way longer no certainly not you could still do patrols public events and lost sectors you could still do these things go run blind well and other things and still make your progress however you don't feel like that's the ideal The ideal bounty grind right now is by yourself. It's solo. It's like, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go to the Castellum. Some of these could also drive you to the Sundial. That could be a thought too. Every planet has two weeklies. One of those weeklies could be planet-based. The other weekly could be Sundial-based. So you go grab all your weeklies. Who's online? Nobody? Okay, I'll work on my planetary weeklies. I just gotta go around on the planet and do stuff on the planet. No big deal. If there's people around, they're not interfering with my progress. It's fine. I don't don't have to get mad if there's a blueberry at the public event. I don't have to get mad if there's a blueberry nearby shooting the enemies. It's just, it's all shared if there's people in the area, right? Oh, my buddies are on. Oh, I have four sundial bounties. I'm gonna go work on them with my buddies. One sundial's match made too, so you don't need your buddies. But you see what I'm saying? That's what I would do. I would, I would, I would split it up. I'd have one, one for the planet, one for the sundial. Um, and then nobody can affect your progress. And don't make it that specific. Don't make us hunt down captains because that's when people start to say, "What? Where are their captains? Why?" And people are like, "Well, you don't need to do it as fast as humanly possible. Just play the game." This is what happens in video games, okay? As soon as you give someone a target, they're going to fixate on it. It's really, really difficult to be like, how many captains do I have to kill? 30? Okay, I'll just kind of ignore that and just play and hope that it happens. No, the very impetus and the very spirit of the bounty is to give you something to focus on and fixate on. Grab materials. Grab chests do this thing so when it says go kill captains the logical response is to say where are their captains how can i get captains to complete this that so if they're gonna do if they're gonna do it either lower it or make it shared or make it something that's basically like just do stuff on the edz to fill this point meter you know i've talked about this during faction rally they could have like a, just do stuff on the EDZ and you get a multiplier if you're doing a variety of, of things. So if you do a lost sector, then a patrol, then a public event, you're maximizing your power. This eliminates people just running in a freaking circle in a lost sector. Oh, how much, how many points do I need? Okay, I'll just, I'll just run this lost sector. No, if you do a lost sector, then a patrol, then a public event, there's a stacking multiplier that gives you the maximum amount of points. So you're kind of changing things up. And again, that would be better with a team. That's, that is that is where I would take these bounties. So, and I don't want to spend all day talking about that. I'll probably spend the rest of this Q&A gliding over questions that it's kind of center around this because that was basically a second video. I just did like a second video talking about the weekly bounties. But again, they are, they're the entry point to this grind and they, I think, are going to really trip people up. The entry point to the obelisk is the weeklies. The obelisk is attached to the sundial. It's all one big animal. And the entry point cannot be slapping everybody in the face. It's got to be designed better. They've got to be shared with the people around you so you don't constantly want to run off and hide by yourself. 
Clickfire. Do you think those that paid for the season pass but were not able to finish their rank up should still be able to claim all the items from the pass? For example, last month I didn't get to play as much and as a result I only got to rank 64. You're going to undercut everybody who actually did grind and get all the things if you just get it guaranteed for buying it. They allowed you, if you wanted, to spend money to level it up at the end if you couldn't make it. Now, here's the thing. Only getting to 64, when you're saying, I couldn't play as much, 64 spread out over that many weeks, you you took up you took lots of time off or you weren't doing any bounties. If you were just logging in weekly and grabbing bounties, it wasn't that demanding to hit a hundred. Now you didn't, and that's okay. Sometimes people just have things happen. Sometimes people have a job change and they take like a three week break, okay? And that that happens. You got to keep a couple things in mind. Number one, this season is going to be longer. Last season was a little strange. It was a little strange because it was shorter. Maybe, maybe Bungie should have said, hey, you guys didn't have as much time this this season. We're going to give everybody a free 10 levels at the end of the season. That would have bumped you to 74. And then maybe that would have been the kick in the pants you need to like really hit it and get it the final, you know, the final weeks if you could have. If not, they did keep they did keep people the option um, to spend money to finish it out. I'm just gonna say I think you're a minor a minority. That's not I'm not meaning to say that as a slight. I think you represent a small percentage of people. The hobbyist players that are buying every season, they're gonna hit a hundred just by playing and grabbing bounties. They're just going to. So, it's so it's so easy to do that um, and I don't think Bungie should legislate to you if a hundred people in the room are doing this in a, in, a, in a given season and if three or four people just can't get it done okay three or four people just can't get it done I think it's a mistake to to undercut their grind the the other 90 something people's grind by being like well you guys were diligent all season to grind it but we're just going to give this stuff to people anyway you didn't play you 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 just spent money and you you played a couple of times and got into the 40s and 50s and you know we're just going to give you all this stuff anyway I would say that you got to be careful because you're going to really really undercut Oh, well, I paid. I should get the stuff. Well, yeah, but the spirit of you paying is is that you're paying for something that gives you something to do every day and week. Like, that's the spirit of it. And if you buy it and you don't, you don't, if you don't engage with something in the spirit of the way that it's designed, you can't call foul. Does that make sense? You can't call foul when you interact with something not in the spirit of how it's designed. If I buy... Uh, a riding lawnmower and I try to push it instead of ride it I can't get mad and be like this thing is junk I I am barely getting my 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 lawn mode well I'm not using it in the spirit of like why'd you buy a riding lawnmower then you idiot you have a small yard and you could just get a push mower and get done twice as fast right you gotta you gotta engage with it in the spirit of the way that it's designed and if you don't, you can't like throw a foul flag on the plane. Like, well, come on, Bungie. I was barely able to play and I should be able to just get that stuff anyway. And it's like the entire spirit of the season pass is that you're engaging with the content with some regularity. And if you can't, they gave you the emergency ripcord. You could pay for the levels. Now, you might be like, well, that's absurd. I don't want to pay all that money at the end. Well, 
then p- try to play. And if not, you're just going to sometimes miss out on stuff. That's the nature of a game like this. That's just kind of the way that they've, the, the, the way that it's designed. They can't make everything available in perpetuity because that removes, you know, urgency. There's no, there's no rhythmic urgency. Why bother grinding for anything? You just get it at the end of the season because you spent money. Um, I paid for Menagerie and Drifter. I never played those DLCs. I paid to grind. I shouldn't get that gear for free. That's that. Yeah, that's a good parallel. You know, T Funk paid for Season of Opulence, and he never played. I did. Should he get all the loot from from Season of Opulence because he paid for the annual pass? Like, I just I think that's a very very dangerous precedent to set because the again the spirit the spirit of the season pass and the spirit of these seasons is that you're playing with some regularity. A9, do you think those who do not grab the season pass this time around are at an extreme disadvantage with leveling and grinding these obelisks? Um, well, the obelisk, I don't know. Are are these weekly bounties available to -to free-to-play players? I know these purple bounties are. Uh, I'm pretty sure the purple bounties are. I actually don't know. The obelisks are a free-to-play edition. We that that is yes, that's true. They're a free-to-play edition. They're on the calendar as free-to-play. I don't know what they can actually engage with on here though. Where are they getting fractaline from? Because if they can't do the bounties, they can't get fractaline. They can't get fractaline because they're not running any of the stuff. I don't know. I, I we'd have to ask a free-to-play player what the experience um looks like. I I'm gonna be real honest with you. I don't really care at this point if a free-to-play player feels like they're not getting enough from the season. The season is meant to be there as like a complimentary, hey, there's free stuff on the season pass. Like, just for logging in and playing, a $0 player can just grab bounties and get all this stuff. There's armor. Oh, they can get Fractaline from here. Uh, There's armor. There's engrams. There's upgrade modules. There's an exotic. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't... I'm not really that concerned. Um, I'm not really that concerned. If you're spending $0, you can't really really ask for, for much more than what you're getting. People who have paid zero dollars invested in the game should have zero gripes about rewards. Yeah, I think the reason that the obelisks is available to everybody is they want you to get a taste. You start looking at it and you're like, oh, that's not too bad. That'd be kind of fun. And you're looking at it and think about it. Bungie's, Bungie's made some really smart decisions, okay? A free-to-play player is constantly coming to this screen to redeem their rewards. And you know what they're seeing? Oh, let's say they grab level 9 or 10. And they're a free-to-play player. And they're like, oh, thanks for my boots. And you know what they see down below? Oh, man, if I'd have just spent $10, look at all that other stuff I get. Look at all that. Then they get a 20. Same thing. They're always getting kind of poked with this idea that, like, dude, for $10, look at all this stuff that you get. You know, you keep coming you keep coming to the obelisk and you're like interacting with it very slowly, right? You can't grab all the stuff. You can't get all the benefits from it. You can't get all the weapons. And you're like, man, for $10, I get all these weapons on these obelisks that I can grind in a brand new activity that I don't have access to right now. And I get all that stuff on the season pass. I think Bungie's been very, very smart to keep them in the game and like looking at stuff, but then also saying, wait a minute, why wouldn't I just spend $10? 
if you're playing that much that you're leveling the season pass and getting stuff from it, then it's not that hard to be like, eh, 10 bucks, why not? I'm getting shaders, I'm getting stuff, I'm getting, you know, armor, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting gun frames, I'm getting an activity, you know? D max speeds. In what order do you suggest we upgrade the obelisks? I think that you do Mars first because Mars increases your drops in the sundial. And then I would, after that, do Nessus. Once Nessus is fully upgraded, the sundial gives you Fractaline or, or more or chances or whatever. So you're you're getting more rewards, then you're getting Fractaline, and then there's Tangled Shore. You get it from like Gambit and you get an extra sundial connection. And then lastly, then there's the EDZ. Uh, Mars and EDZ for more drops. Somebody told me that EDZ does not increase drops. It gives you Fractaline from strikes. Or is that in here? Is that one of these in here? Did somebody somebody mislead me? I didn't realize that EDZ actually increased drops. I thought EDZ was more Fractaline. Oh, it does both. Oh, so somebody misled me. So that would make me change it. Mars, EDZ, then Nessus, then Tangled Shore probably would be the order that I would do it. I unfortunately have now done uh, Nessus because somebody mis uh, somebody mistold me. It doesn't matter. Eventually, I'm gonna have them all upgraded anyway and getting four drops. But I definitely would have done EDZ first. Um, <clears throat> the reason. Thoughts on the hardcore having to wait three weeks for Legend Sundial? Would it be nice to have content that isn't easy from the start? Well, what's not easy right now from the start is the slow burn on these freaking obelisks. Like that's what you should be working on. You know, if you're if you're a, if you're a hardcore player, man, if you're if you're trying to get these obelisks all the way leveled up, it is going to be slow going, um, and then eventually Legend will be here. We don't even know what Legend's bringing. Honestly, I'm kind of nervous that Legend's going to be a gigantic punt. Um, I am I am nervous that it's just going to be a gigantic punt. They're going to be like, oh yeah, it's like Menagerie hard mode again, where there's no, no strong reason uh, to do it. I am a little bit worried about that. Um... Unless they do something with the drops or something, I'm not even sure. They're going to have to come up with something to make me want to go in and do hard mode because they really, really just Menagerie, the hard version of Menagerie was just not worth it. Uh, I just, I don't think it was worth it. It's Rondo. Your idea to update the tower NPCs like the obelisks is needed. What would you do for the currency? People already have tons of Vanguard and uh, Crucible tokens. Do you respect their grind time and let them use those tokens one-to-one or make a new currency for the NPCs? Uh, yeah, you'd probably have to do... You'd probably have to do, like, year three tokens or something. Um... And then you can buy, you could, you could basically say, all right, you can get rid of all your Vanguard tokens. We're going to convert them all to the new currency. So if you have like a thousand Vanguard tokens, we're going to convert those into, you know, a hundred of the new currency or something. Um, I don't know. You might not even need the currency, right? It, It would level up differently. 
you would level up Zavala's rank not with currency but with like doing bounties and strikes you would be getting XP from him for doing the relevant activities and the relevant bounties to him you would need to like run back to Icor- uh, I'm sorry run back to Zavala in the tower and like pump him full of tokens you'd basically be like okay I'm rank 5 if I run a bunch of strikes a day and a bunch of bounties I can push him to rank 7 you know and that I would I would say uh, I would say do that with him instead of the tokens uh, Sci-Fireman with Saint 14 saved in the NPC space reserved in the tower alongside uh, the dawning sparrow requiring a delivery to Saint what's the likelihood that we see saintly trials coming this weekend I don't think trials would come in December right before their break if trials is coming back in this season I'm guessing January if it's not coming back this season It'll obviously be next season, and I believe they're going to call it Trials of Saint 14, or Saintly Trials, or Trials of the Saint, or something. Um, his dialogue in the mission where we're saving him is, it is built for PvP. I have a hard time believing that it's not. He says two for one at one point. I'm like, okay, that's a crucible call out. Nobody's saying two for one when you're killing trash ads. Like, that's absurd. He, he, those are those are crucible callouts. When we heard you fight like an animal, you fight like a caged animal. I thought maybe he just says that to us in the dialogue, right? Maybe he just says that uh, in the dialogue. I would say that when he said two for one, that was a that was close to confirmation that this homie is going to be in charge of trials and he's going to do the callouts. <laughs> Now, I don't know why you'd have coding for two for one, because that's not going to happen that often. Um, I just cannot get this to freaking work. This is awful. Uh, next question. Gale, do you think it's good game design that we start with one reward from the sundial, but leveling obelisk ups the reward? Is there a reason to run sundial before we have massed out obelisks? Well, yeah, you get fractaline. You get fractaline from running it for the milestone. And you're also getting guns. So yeah, I think there's reasons to run it. You, you get 100 per character if you hit there. So you gotta run it 9 times. You gotta run it 9 times. So I would say finally, gee many freaking Christmas, they gotta fix that. Um, I was just coming here to grab the weekly, so I already had them all. My gosh, that was terrible. That's basically what you have to do is on the EDZ just keep re-instancing. The theory, and I think this is a pretty sound theory, is that if you instance into the area with a person who doesn't have it open or doesn't have the DLC, it's not working for some reason. You just have to keep going until I can't get it to work. I can't get it to work until I'm in an instance with different people. Next question from A9. Is there any way to change bounties to a fire team effort? Do you feel that Bungie would be hard pressed to keep content flowing and keep players engaged, quickly finishing content and not having anything to do? This is why I said, I don't care if it takes me two hours to do eight weeklies. Okay. I did eight weeklies. It took me two hours. It wasn't about the two hours. It was about what I was doing during those two hours scrapping and trying to find captains getting annoyed with people in the public space going by myself to lost sectors in the castellum now if i could play those two hours with other people and get it done it still took me two hours but the experience was better because i was doing stuff with other players instead of being annoyed by them or you know trying to 
hi, you know, basically trying to hide from them. That's that's the issue I have with it. The issue I have with it is not the time that it takes. It is not the time that it takes. It is the fact that they are pushing you away from other players. And pushing you away from other players makes no sense in this game. Jinja 300. Do you think Bungie has game as service set up pretty well in Destiny? Free to play base game with a la carte. See, I think that's not how you spell a la carte, but okay, that's we know what you mean. A la carte seasonal content with annual DLCs and consumer friendly vanity store. Yeah, I mean, this is this feels like a little bit of a softball. Um, do I think they've set it up pretty well? And then you like list all the reasons why they've set it up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it's good. Deeds. Uh, have you completed the impossible task questline yet? The last boss fight was phenomenal. The dialogue and cutscenes are captivating. It's great to see Osiris and Saint Fourteen in the game. Your thoughts? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Dark Seraphim. Do you think making certain parts of the vendors available across all characters like obelisks uh, is that too broken? When we just have to grind for things we wanted. Armor and weapons wise, the gamut uh, armor talk made me think about how it was grueling, how grueling it would be. Okay, so you do you think making certain parts of vendors available across all characters? Uh, I don't know what you mean by this. I really don't know what you mean by it. Then we would just have to grind for the things we wanted, armor and weapons wise. I mean, I don't know why you would want... It is like that now. You don't have to run all your characters. You gotta run all your characters if you want to do all the bounties, but you don't have to run all your characters if you're just trying to get... If you just want to grind for the things that you want, you can do that with one character. Just go for the guns that you want. Obey Supreme. What pub events would be better... Oh, would it be better with proximity chat? No, I don't want to listen to these these. I don't do not want to listen to these mouth breathers that can't figure out how to do things heroic. I don't, I don't want to have to be exposed to their intelligence levels. Ash and Hollow. Someone brought up a great point, and the new weapons are cool. But what's the point in grinding for a new AR or fusion when we already know God rolls? running our shelves like books in a library. In addition, it seems the Sundial doesn't really have any weapons that synergize with the artifact or fun builds. Well, the second part of your question is actually good. The first part of your question is is a non-Destiny question. That's what Destiny is and has been for a really long time, chasing god rolls. So there's no answer to that question. Why do it? Because that's what you do in Destiny. If you don't like chasing god rolls and grinding for cool, cool loot, then stop playing a looter shooter. Now, the Sundial weapons not being synergized with the artifact is something that I brought up extensively in my talk. I agree with that. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, there are, we added it up. There are like seven primaries you can get across all the obelisks in the Sundial. Seven primaries. Two of them can use the relevant mods in in the Sundial. Because there's no overload in there. So the auto rifle, you can't count that one. There's no overload champions in there. There's unstoppable and there's anti-barrier. So you can get unstoppable and anti-barrier with the scout and the pulse. And that's it. All of the rest of them. All of the rest of them, nothing. No, there's there's no reason. There's no reason to give a rip about them. Um, so it's like why... Why go for them? It not, not, not that there's no reason to go for them. There's no reason to use them, I mean. There's no reason to use them. It's like, why am I going to bother using these things? Um, you know, what's the point? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna open this I'm gonna open this up I'm gonna use this weapon I'm gonna take it in the sundial and the reality is you're gonna take it into the sundial and you're gonna weaken your team you're gonna weaken your team because you're not using the modifiers relevant to the activity our most frustrating runs were when people didn't have the stuff on it was irritating it was like can someone please use unstoppable can someone please run anti-barrier it's irritating to play when people don't have uh the synergy with the mods and when so many of the weapons can't use them it does seem a little strange gritter how about bungie offer us shared bounties that cost more to purchase from vendors do you see bungie eventually offering us something like that uh, that's not needed because everybody that is c- concerned about this is destiny rich anyway. I would just say bounties should push you together, not apart. Super MG. Do you think the sundial should also have a reward to pick up the third weapon of the obelisk? Do you think the sundial should also have- oh, like the bygones and the no, 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 because the sundial is something that you paid for and the obelisk is free. So it makes better sense to say. The free content, the free content has some stuff in it from old seasons, but when you're going into the sundial, it's all new stuff. Now, someone might push back and say, well, there's a handful of, of, of Curse of Osiris Forge weapons in there, right? You can actually grind the sundial for. That's true, and they maybe should have tried to avoid that, but in general, I think you want people grinding the new activity for the new guns, not grinding the new activity for guns from two years ago i am not against them bringing back old weapons and reusing them but if you're familiar with my content i'm always saying put them in the game as a free update like they did with um some of the weapons on the obelisks it's it's you don't have to pay to access the obelisk and get the last perdition or the bygones or any of those weapons those those frames can be bought and you do not have to you know own dlc toshibo uh, sorry this was asked. Do you think it would be good if we would apply the new seasonal armor mods to old season armor but with higher energy cost? Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read your example. I, I get the gist. I would say this would be a way to let people continue to use their old armor and not feel like it's completely invalidated, but I don't know if we can say it is completely invalidated. You can still take it into the old content, and if you want to run a Garden of Salvation mod, you can. If you want to run a Nightmare Hunt mod, you can. But the I think the bigger question is, how do they get you to chase it? And you're like, well, the energy cost. It'd be lower energy cost. And, it, and then people would be like, well, if I want to run this stuff, it's probably better for me to run... Uh, it's probably better for me to run the you know and chase the new stuff and use the new stuff if I want to use these charge with light mods I think charge with light is moderate enough that you're not really you're not really missing out on this significant thing it is nice but it's not invalidating your old your old pieces your old pieces are still good I mean generally speaking the most influential thing on your build are the mods that you can put on like ammo finder capacity you know scavenger things like that that make me get lots of grenade launcher ammo and carry lots of grenade launcher ammo like in general my experience has been more influenced by that than now I'm not having used a lot of charge with light stuff 
and someone might say, yeah, but, but Lono, why even put it in there if people, if people are generally going to ignore it because they're, you know, they're, they're happy with their old armor. I think that's the age old question is if I motivate you to chase awesome stuff this season, how do I motivate you to chase more awesome stuff next season? I don't want you to make, I don't want you to feel like all the awesome stuff you just got done farming for a couple of weeks ago doesn't matter, but I also kind of need you to want the new stuff too. And I think that that's where, that's where they're always trying to straddle that line. I think having contextual armor is the answer because you you still if you ever want to go back to garden if you ever want to run the the nightmare hunts you have armor that you're going to want to keep the question is eventually don't you not don't you stop running that content it's like well yeah and eventually they're going to have a situation with charge with light the situation they're going to have with charge with light is if it becomes a standard in the game that you you know that they're doing it seemed like it's becoming a standard in the game uh, that you can get charge with light and use it uh, to for all those various benefits whether it's the super energy or or getting damage on enemies as those stacks as the stacks of charge with light count down um, then I guess I guess ultimately my concern would be what what armor am I going to chase next season? You know, how are you going to keep shuffling me forward? And the question, I believe the answer is something contextual to that season. And if you're like, but you don't need it, you can still run the content without it. They're not keeping the content at arm's length. They're not telling you like, nope, you absolutely need to get these new armor sets, or you're not going to be able to engage with the content. As long as the as long as the content is not held at arm's length, I think it works. I thought it was free. How about rotating blitz mode? Once the event, the sundial begins, the group is notified that sidearms are the superpowered weapon for this event, and anyone scrambles to change loadouts, and the fun ensues. This is you're just taking my idea, and I, I mean this as nicely as possible. You're just taking my idea about having weekly modifiers for us to change our loadouts to keep things fresh. You're taking that idea, and you're making it worse. And I got one word, no, three words to to show you why this is a bad idea console load times you don't want people having to go in between fights and go into their loadouts and change things around and use dim and other things to shuffle things around it's better to say for this week sidearms are getting a buff against anti-barrier champions and so run your anti-barrier sidearms like you're allowed to use any of the champion mods on any primary that you want right but you funnel people to particular weapons with the modifiers as an incentive you're taking that idea and saying oh Oh, randomize it every round and it's like well that sounds great on paper but man oh man console players would freaking hate that they would absolutely hate that I think the idea is smart but I don't think it lands on the game as it's currently designed like yeah that'd be dope like all of a sudden now if they had a loadout system your idea is a better version of my idea right if there was a loadout system why you would literally just like go into your inventory and hit a button and change your loadout. Now you would obviously need to know what the combinations are going to be ahead of time so you're like, "Oh, this is the sidearm one. This is the this is the sidearm one that allows me to, you know, get all this extra stuff." And so I'm going to go to my sidearm loadout. You, you couldn't if it's too random, 
if it's too random, then I don't think the idea works because you're constantly going in. You have to change every layer of your loadout. Because think about it like this. You're like, well, I got to switch to these weapons. Now I got to switch my mods. When else I switch my mods, then I'll get more ammo for, you know, the various things that are strong now. Because, you know, your reload speeds, your, you know, your ammo scavengers, your ammo uh, reserves, all those things you would want to be changing all of that and console players would absolutely hate that truth be told even with instantaneous load time that still might be more uh, of a headache than it's worth because you're basically requiring me to not just change my weapons but if i want to maximize my efficiency i'd have to change all my weapons then i'd have to go in and change all of my mods on my armor that are giving me benefits on the weapons i was just previously using it'd be it would be a little extreme used why do you think devs decided to place champion unstoppable mods on primaries and not include secondaries and heavies do you think that we'll see them at a later time well if this is the first iteration you don't want to go you don't want to go uh too big you you know bite off more than you can chew like oh my gosh we did mods for every single weapon type in the game and we've got all these problems emerging and glitches and bugs and exploits or whatever if it's just a, a handful of of select guns then it's 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 easier to control that it's like well it's just these ones so if anything emerges problematic it's easier uh to go in and fix it uh tsm trumo thoughts on trials there's a bunch of rumors going around yeah we've talked about this enough i don't need to answer this at great length it's clearly coming back we don't know when i i think it could come back in january as trials of saint 14 Zvanic. It seems like Bungie has sort of tried to encourage group play by giving XP bonuses when bounties are redeemed uh, when in a fire team. Do you think it would work to implement something like a fire team bounties alongside daily, weekly? What might that look like? I I don't think we need to complicate this. I'm trying to keep it simple. I'm trying to say Bungie, change the bounties to motivate me to do them while playing with other people. You know, cashing them in as a group and getting an XP bonus, sure, they're making us come together. And they're certainly giving you a benefit if you've got people on your friends list that you can, you know, hit link arms with. And then likely that, that, you know, oh, let's go do some sundial. We just cashed in a bunch of the bounties. Let's go do the sundial because we're all together anyway. Um, I think a real easy solution is to say that you, you keep it simple. Just shared progress. Bounties that are shared progress and draw people uh, and draw people together would be would be my suggestion. Um, so, all right. So we're at forty four percent there. Oh, we should probably be on voidability. Um, yeah, I kind of messed that one up. Um, yeah. Next question from v- WC Mally. What are your thoughts on leveling up by 10 each season when the pinnacle grind only levels you up by 10? I'm fine with it. I, I, truth be told, give almost just no, no rips about leveling. I just, I do not care. Um, And I think that's good. I don't think that should be our primary focus on the season. Now, I am leveling, aren't I? I am leveling. I'm leveling a... uh, I'm leveling a um, uh, artifact. I'm leveling a season pass. I'm leveling obelisks. I'm leveling things that give me tangible in-game rewards. You know, tangible in-game grind benefits, uh, as opposed as opposed to the alternative, which is you know grinding for the sake of seeing a number go up. 
that's ultimately what we were doing in so many of the uh, so many of the places up to now it's you were you know every season that rolled around you were constantly grinding just to see that number go up and it was like that's just not good enough man that just is not good enough we need a greater reason to grind than to see a number go up and it was arbitrary too it was like well you know the the content's harder the content's stronger you got you got to get this up you got to get that up and it was just like the front the front half of the season was always just unenjoyable I felt like I don't I don't know I don't feel like a lot of people I don't feel like a lot of people were you know enjoying that grind I really don't I don't think people were enjoying that grind I don't think they were like oh my gosh this is so great I love getting to level every single season it's so much fun uh, I wish we could do more of this. The, the general consensus on leveling seemed to consistently be this sucks. I would like to just I would like to just play what I want to play and you know milestones I think contributed to that. Bad RNG on milestones contributed to that. Uh, there were a lot of things that made people feel like this is not fun. you know they, they, they I don't know. I haven't paid any attention to it. And that's what I always said. And this could just be my bias. There could be people that comment on this video and they're like, leveling gave me a sense of progress every season and now I don't have that. And so they might think I'm out, like I'm out of my head. And they're like, well, you're just being biased, Lono, because you, know, you were quoted as saying like leveling was best when I didn't have to think about it. And it's, yeah, I did say that. You're right. And I, I stand by that. I think leveling is best when it's not, it's not some central focus issue, you know? The oxygen's not too bad in here. I could probably... Oh, I do have Dragonfly spec on. I was like, probably afford to put that on if it's not already on uh, to get those multi-kills for that... uh, We got a bounty where you got to get, like, multi-kills with a scout, and uh, we'll check on... We should check on it right now to see how much much progress we've made uh, with the oxygen compared to before. Yeah, we're already at 30 out of the 180. I would say... Let's say, get out your... uh, Get out your oxygens, boys. They're uh, it's doing the job. It's doing the job. It's because it, you get that you get those groups with those explosions. Ginger three hundred. I really like how the obelisks provide planetary upgrades like resource finders. Do you think that they should make all planet NPCs have this sort of upgrade system to gain additional benefits on planets, chess, re- etc.? Well, interestingly enough. Um, I've said this many, many times about the the planetary NPCs. Give me a reason to grind the planetary NPC for that season. Do it. Give me a reason to do it. Give me a seasonal benefit. Give me a seasonal reward. Give me uh, cosmetics. Give me something. Uh, it. I've I've been saying this for 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 two for two years. I've been saying this. I've been saying, dude, give me a reason to grind give me a reason to to level up a planet an npc etc and i would start with i would start with shacks and zavala is where i would start that's where i would start i'd set my sights on them and say let's give these guys seasonal stuff seasonal rank seasonal frames uh and that's what i think they should have ultimately done with uh uriel's gift in the old fashion and the last hope i think they should have slapped those in those guys inventories and said that you know you can grind them for uh those rewards that's what i think they should have ultimately done they should have said you know we're going to bring these guns back and we're going to get some capital this is just a free update keep those npcs kind of moving and grooving keeping them going instead of 
just having them drop into the general you know world pool now paul tassi disagreed with me on that he was like the world pool needed something uh and this was better than it being you know everything being frames you know not everything needs to be frames is what everybody always tells me and that's fine i i i i see where they're coming from but i think they would have gotten way more capital they would have gotten way more capital out of saying yeah we're gonna we're gonna slap these uh we're gonna slap these in the npcs instead of just leaving them uh in in just a it's it's honestly it's a giant loot pool too so that's part of the problem is it is exciting i will admit i will admit i i think people are right to an extent it is exciting when i see you know a world drop i go to check it and when it's an old-fashioned i get very excited I, I think that that's fine. I just think you get more capital out of putting things like that in NPCs, especially NPCs that feel like they've gotten literally nothing uh, for you know season after season or uh, season after season. T Funk with a long one. Do you think that we should get more frame like the wave frame nade launcher is the reason I chase it. It's new. I have plenty of god rolls and bringing old stuff back won't make me want old stuff. I have plenty of god rolls. Well, you can't have god rolls of static rolls. Also, we have a lot of discussion about art is easier to add than content. Can't they take 100 pretty weapons that they make uh, same frames as old weapons pretty much reskin? Um The only reason that I would say they probably haven't done that is it I think there is a nostalgic appeal of being like oh my gosh the old fashioned came back oh my gosh the Uriels came back um I do think there's power there even though year one is a sore subject even though year one was you know kind of a trash pile launch you know not not a lot of people think fondly about year one I still think people think fondly about year one weapons people will talk about the Mananan the Lincoln Green the old fashioned the Uriels Uh, there's a lot of weapons that people do look back fondly on. So I think that's it. Now, I do agree with you. Part of me is like, man, if you're going to bring back these weapons, why not pretty them up? Like the Dust Rock Blues ornament that's in that's in the uh, the Eververse, you know, why not do that? But again, that functions too. That has a purpose and a function of it. People that like the Dust Rock Blues can now get an ornament for it. And that potentially is, you know, a sale made in the Eververse for Bungie on something that they didn't have to add. It's it's an ornament, you know, it's an ornament for a, a shotgun from Forsaken. You know, they didn't have to do anything to that. They don't have to add any of that stuff. So, I do think, right, I do think that along the lines of what I was just saying is they, they would get a lot of capital out of putting like the old fashioned and the Uriel's gift and all those weapons in an NPC's loot pool um, I still I still think as much as I defend the Eververse I do think Bungie could say you know what we're making a junk ton of ornaments every season put put one ornament in every every tower NPC's inventory right one gambit ornament one ornament for you know for Zavala one ornament for Shax you know like it's it's you're making so many you know give a little love to the existing NPCs is is what I would do um just because people want them to have something that you know updated and I do think the PvP players are like can you please throw us a bone uh Nick says I know this is a bit off topic but how do you feel about swapping out invading and gambit for overload champions um 
I don't think you can save Gambit with minor changes. I think Gambit needs a total overhaul uh, to the game mode, and the people that like it are probably like, what are you talking about? No offense to the people that like it. Like, the, it, the, game, the game mode needs a lot of work, and I don't think you fix it by being like, oh, there's, there's overload champions instead of invasion. Like, this is a really weird uh, pivot. In the grand scheme, I, 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 I bet Bungie wishes they never did Gambit. It's just a freaking headache. And they didn't get a lot of capital out of it. They got a really bad DLC because of it, because they tried to spruce it up. So they got a bad season because of it. Um, and they 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 now have a they now have a thing in the game that has to be updated. And if it's not updated, people are like, well, won't you update Gambit? 20% of the player base engages with it every day. That's crazy to me. They've got. They had to have just captured ritualistic players that that do the milestones or something. That's just insane to me. That that many people play Gambit. I. That's nuts. Twenty percent. So at this point, they can't get rid of it. I think in the grand scheme, that twenty percent would still be playing Destiny. I think they would still be playing Destiny. Um, it's not like if if Gambit wouldn't exist, I don't think those twenty percent would be not playing. Does that make sense? They would still be playing Destiny. They would still be playing Destiny, and I don't think they captured a new twenty percent. Does that make sense? I don't think they captured like a new twenty percent of people. Like I only play Destiny for for Gambit. Yeah, apparently out of the 1.3 million people that played yesterday, 232,000 were playing Gambit. So, like I said, I don't think they need to get rid of it now, but I definitely think that they, uh, they probably are wishing they hadn't added it. Unless they have some report they can run and they're like, this number of players are playing way more than they used to um you know something like that would be the only thing i could think where they would say man it's a good thing we added gambit it just it feels like it feels like a headache at this point because now the people that do like it probably would like certain things changed um i would think i i would think that they're not like if you like gambit i don't know very many people that play gambit that think it's perfect or maybe we overthink it maybe there's a big casual player base that just thinks it's fun to try to bake bosses and bank moats or something. Um, I mean, you know, there could be a large casual player base that's just regularly in there for whatever reason. Um, game doesn't need Gambit. There's enough content without it. Yeah, but if 200,000 people a day are logging in and playing, you don't want them to suddenly feel like, man, I was really enjoying playing that every night with my buddies. We got pretty good, and we were having a good old time. Like, we don't really like PvP, but Gambit fit into a nice middle ground, you know? I don't know. I I would never say it needs to be deleted. I would say even the people that play it have probably pretty strong opinions about certain elements. I don't know if you're ever going to meet a Gambit player that has no strong opinions about anything. Like, no, yeah, Invasion's totally fine. The game mode is wonderful. I, I think that's really unlikely. I think there's probably plenty of feedback in 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 the Gambit groups that, you know, Eugene's saying we're a bit of an echo chamber. We are a bit of an echo chamber here. No, you know, people here generally aren't going to get on some uh, high horse of defense for Gambit. Uh, in general, we just that's just a game mode we have we have grown to uh, not enjoy. And so, 
there are people that are like nah just deleted it's stupid but I don't want to take it away from the people that regularly play it uh, because I think that there's for whatever reason a pretty good number of them and it's clear that they want to consolidate Gambit as well Uh, Luke Smith indicated that in in his director's cut they want to get to a place where you know Gambit is one game mode and that's not going to happen anytime soon but they do they do want to get to that place where it is it's one game mode I don't think they like that it's two um that 200,000 would probably be even healthier as a number if it was one hopper uh Koala says why don't Bungie let us get shared wisdom in a strike playlist uh fire team um oh when you're playing with people that you don't know yeah I don't honestly know the 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 probably because they don't want people hopping into places match made just to get the benefit and then backing out would would likely be why um i don't know that 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 would be my if i had to guess that would be my guess is people would just hop into strikes pop their bounties and leave um also it could be how it counts it like could you just go into a public space and you could just go into a public space and get it um, and just as long as you're with other people, you know, lots of quitters. Vex Offensive had it. Yeah. Oh, you got shared wisdom in Vex Offensive? I don't, I didn't know that. Um, so. Now, to be fair, I just got three weeklies done in the time that I was doing this little last section of the Q&A. So I don't even know. That probably took me 15 minutes. I got these three done in 15 minutes. But again, the way that I got it done so effective. Uh, effectively and efficiently is unfortunately really silly so bumble 17 do you think charge of light and other mods for seasonal armor will be essential on legend as this is not match made and therefore you will have to you don't have to worry about someone not using the armor I have no idea I have no idea if charge of light is going to become super important the videos about it seem to think it's pretty marginal as a benefit uh, Jaladic says, would trials come paid for as a free up? No, I would say that trials needs to be behind a paywall and a power wall. It needs to be behind a paywall and a power wall. You're still going to get cheaters and dossers, but the paywall and the power wall would at least shrink it a little bit. If you have no power requirement and no money requirement, it would be just open frickin' season. It'd be terrible. Um, they still have a problem with DDoSers and cheaters, but at least a paywall and a power wall, the only real people that would be consistently getting banned and hopping back in, spending the money and grinding would be the people that run the carry services because they're going to make back the money. And to them, it's worth the grind. It's, it's, it's a moneymaker for them. That would be, uh, that would be my thought on it is that you're going to need some form of barrier uh, but, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's going to stop it entirely. So, um, constant paywall. I think anytime you want to play trials, you got to buy the season that it launches in. So even if we get into the summer and you're getting banned and want to jump back into trials, you'd have to rebuy that season. Um, really stick it to them, you know, really stick it to them. Cause they're just going to keep cheating and getting banned if you don't have something in the way. So if you've enjoyed this segment, uh, 
please click the follow button and turn on notifications. My channel's very interactive. This is a family-friendly stream. We do podcast segments and Q&A segments just like this almost every single day. So be sure to click the follow button and turn on notifications. If you're sick of seeing ads on Twitch, you can sub to my Twitch channel and never see ads when you're here on my channel. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always come in live at saynotorage.com. I'm going to keep streaming and I'm going to save live, but for the people that are going uh, to be listening elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.